Dr. Fauci on Wednesday dropped a massive bombshell. I mean, this is the moment we've been waiting for. Fauci said that essentially the pandemic is over in the United States. His exact words were, we'll play you the clip. He said, the U.S. is out of the pandemic phase. Isn't this the moment that shouldn't we be dancing in the streets, shouting off the rooftops? I mean, the media, they're reporting this, but they're like not making this into a very big deal at all. Could it be the media is even slightly disappointed about this? Should this not be the top headline of every paper in the country that the self-proclaimed man of science himself says the pandemic is over two over two years? We've all been waiting for this moment And like, by the way, he didn't even like hold a press conference. He didn't even like make this into a big deal. He mentioned it in passing on some interview on some television show. How does that make any sense? It just adds to the confusion. We will get to all of that coming up. I want to discuss a totally separate topic, something that I do not get into very often, but I think it's very important to address it. And it has to do with a certain Rosh Hashiva gave a VOD and uh, said some really something, things that I find really, really interesting and got some backlash. And so I just wanted to discuss this a little bit. And I just defend the Rosh Hashiva, not that he needs my defense. And uh, I'll say the name. This was of Gershon Ribner Shlita. And you know, he gives these vadim. They're very public. They're put out like in podcast format. And he essentially gave a litmus test. He essentially was saying that there are two types of B'nai Torah. There are two levels of Ben Torah. And how do you determine the way he described it essentially was, I'm paraphrasing, uh, was, uh, is this a dedicated and inspired, essentially, how do you know if you're a top tier, tier Ben Torah or a second tier Ben Torah? And they're both wonderful. They're both wonderful people. But you have to know which track you're on. And, you know, kind of, uh, are you the type of person to be a future Rebbe, a future Shashiva, or, or are you not? He called it the A train and the B train. And essentially, he gave a litmus test, and there was some backlash. Look, I put it on a news website. There is a news website that I work with, as some of you may be aware. And I thought this was, an, an you know, an incredible, incredible VOD. So I put it up, uh, it's sort of the details, on a news website. And some people liked it very much, and some people were critical of it, and I was pretty shocked, honestly. So essentially what he said is, are you someone who's just in yeshiva and you just want to be learning a part of the yeshiva, but you're not dedicated and inspired, you're not a future Ram, a future Rosh Hashiva? And here was the limit says, let me run through it over here. Are you competitive? He said being competitive is not an unhealthy thing. When it comes to Ruchnius, when it comes to learning, he said, from and you're going to say, well, if I'm laid back about my learning, if I, if, I, if I don't get too carried away with it, don't get too competitive, don't feel this incredible kinna, this, this incredible desire to be successful. He said that's not a myelin Ruchnius to say, oh, I'm, I'm laid back and be more laissez-faire about it. And, you know, he, he gave a bunch of other litmus tests. He said, uh, yeah, you're, you're in Brooklyn for Shabbos and then you have a date on Sunday night. Do you go back to, to Lakewood on Sunday morning to learn with your Chavrusa in person before your date? Or do you say, oh, I'm in Brooklyn, so I'm just going to, going to stay in Brooklyn? And essentially, how seriously do you take your learning? And the way I always said it for years was, are you a professional or are you an amateur? In every single industry, there are the professionals and the amateurs. You know, he said, do you write down your learning? When you're finished with the sugya, do you write down what you came out with in the sugya? And he doesn't need my haskama, but he's 100% right. You know, and more questions. Are, are you anxious to move on from the sugya or you, you, you're, 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 you're immersed in the sugya, you want to stay in the sugya? When you see a Rosh Hashiva at a wedding, you see a Rosh Hashiva at a chasana, do you want to go and run to speak to him and learning, speak to him about a sugya, or are you going to just ask for a bracha? 
Yeah, and, and and these are essentially what he's saying is the top tier bnei Torah, the top tier Yungalite and Bacharim, You know, this is how you determine who the top tier is. They take it very seriously. They write down how they came out in the sugya. To me, it's like if you walk away from a sugya and you don't want to write anything down. I mean, the things you I, you know, I can't quantify exactly. Do you want to write it down because you're going to come back to it or not? It's like you feel this need. I gained from this sugya. I walked down. I made cheshbonis in the sugya. I, uh, you know, came out with Yesaitis uh, in the sugya, and I want to write it down. I want it to be concrete. I want, I, I want to walk away with something. I, I don't know how to describe it, but there's no question that somebody who has that kind of passion is certainly on a whole different level. So many people obviously agree with this. There's some people who basically criticized the Rosh Hashiva and, and are basically saying that, uh, you know, how can you say, essentially, to me, it's like a woke mentality of like, how can you say that different people are on different levels? They're all sitting and learning. They're all doing Avodah Hashem. So it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter whether they're, you know, writing it down or whether they take it. And it's bizarre to me. Like I said, he doesn't need my haskama, but he has a thousand percent right. This woke mentality of like, listen, as long as you're in yeshiva, then everything is okay. It doesn't matter how much you accomplish. It doesn't matter if you're competitive. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe Klape Shmaya, that's true. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But there's no question. We gauge success on your performance, on your results. I mean, uh, somebody who's written hundreds of pages of notes, uh, it, it has, it's an incredible accomplishment in learning and is on a whole different level. Somebody who refuses, I'm not going to Miss Seder. I'm going to travel to Lakewood, even though I have to be back in Brooklyn in a few hours. Uh, somebody who has that, who is immersed and who has the ambition and the drive to succeed and feels that that competitiveness is just on a whole different track. And it's okay. It's okay to say that. There's nothing wrong with saying that, with saying that, sorry, you know, Rav Gershon had this quote. He said, if you're not competitive, it's not because you have a mile, it's because you don't care enough. If you're not competitive in learning, it's because you don't care enough. And there you go. He laid it out. He's 100% right. And uh, there's this, like, liberal mentality out there that some people succumb to, which is you can't judge. You know, you can't say, oh, this person's more successful than this person. You have to say everybody's equal. And that, that, that's just simply not true. It's just like in sports or in business or in academia, you know, d- different people, some are more successful, some are not. Some are more professional, some are not. Some are disciplined, and they say, I'm going to be out there exercising or training for five hours, ten hours a day. And others say, oh, you know what, I can miss a day. It's no big deal. It's very, very simple. All right, let's get to Dr. Fauci. Listen to this clip. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. He said this on when, I mean, listen to Dr. Fauci, the man of science. We are in the end of the pandemic phase. Is he not declaring the pandemic is over in the United States? Now, the question is, all this has done is really add to the confusion because now how does this affect us practically? It's not like they said, all right, well, now we're going to change all the rules. I mean, here you have Fauci just the other day lamenting the fact that the courts can overturn the science, that the courts can overturn COVID restrictions, the, the, the courts can overturn the CDC and the scientists and the, and, and, the, and, and the medical experts. And Dr. Fauci is not happy about that. He thinks that the medical experts and the CDC should be more powerful than the president because the president and Congress, you know, uh, the courts can overturn their decisions. That's the, that's, that is how the Constitution works. But one second, if the pandemic is over, then why is Fauci so concerned about the co- court over, overriding the CDC's 
COVID restrictions. In fact, shouldn't the courts be doing just that? Shouldn't they be canceling? Shouldn't Fauci be ending the COVID restrictions if you tell me the pandemic is over? Meanwhile, you have President Biden in court fighting to reinstate the mask mandate on airlines. And today, this is the most amazing thing because this shows you. And listen, I think you should be extremely careful. I think you should certainly never listen to me for medical advice. I think you should consult with your doctor. I think you should take every precaution. I'm not telling you what you should do or what you should not do. I'm just pointing out there's a lot of confusion and a lot of contradictions. And it's hard not to be a little bit skeptical of the true motivations. Moderna, literally the day after Fauci makes what should be a bombshell announcement, uh, Moderna has applied for emergency use authorization for its COVID vaccine for children between age six months and six years. For children age six months old, Moderna wants to vaccinate children six months old, two years old, three years old for COVID. And that comes the day after. Is that a coincidence? That And they're asking for emergency use authorization. What's the emergency? What is the emergency? Fauci just said we're at the end of the pandemic phase. There's an emergency for, for, for two-year-olds to get vaccinated? I'm thinking, and look, tell me it's just coincidence, but I'm thinking that Moderna heard Fauci make that announcement. You know, they realize there's billions of dollars on the line. This is like their last-ditch effort. This is what just the, the suggestion that I'm making. I hope I'm wrong, but the, but, but the timing is it's, it's stunning. It's impeccable. It's staggering here that this, the, the, the Moderna is asking the next day for emergency use. Emergency? There's an emergency? Fauci just said that the pandemic is over. And by the way, even the, at the height of the pandemic, children below six, any healthy child, the risk is so incredibly minimal. The risk is infinitesimal. The, it, 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 it's a virtually zero percent risk, scientifically speaking, for any child under six who is healthy uh, to get severely ill from COVID or even children over six, by the way, children have never, Baruch Hashem, it's wonderful bracha that children, Baruch Hashem, have never been susceptible to getting a bad sickness from COVID unless they have some kind of underlying condition, which is different. So what is going on here? Fauci says it's over. Moderna applies. I mean, it's very hard to look at this and not wonder, well, wait a second. There's billions of dollars on the line here, so it's about the money. Meanwhile, Biden's fighting to reinstate the mask mandate for airlines. Biden's also ending Title 42. He's ending Title 42, which was uh, what prevented, allowed them to prevent illegals from crossing or asylum seekers from crossing the, the southern border because they're going to go and spread COVID. Well, he's ending 42. That means that COVID is over. But he's fighting to to, to, to restore the mass mandate on airlines. Biden's considering canceling student loan debt because of COVID. He's already extended student loan debt through August because of COVID, which the pandemic is over. So what on earth is going on? And once again, more confusion, nothing concrete. And Fauci, he like made this announcement in passing on a television interview, didn't change any guidelines because of it. And and, and are the media disappointed? Are the Democrats disappointed? A, a listener pointed out, it's very important in November, the Democrats in November, they're, they're in big trouble in November, as we know, in the midterms. But just like back in 2020, they want people to vote by mail. They want people to be able to do mail-in ballots. And COVID is very crucial to the Democrats' game plan. Now, again, take every precaution. Speak to your doctor about a vaccine. I'm not anti-vax. I, I, I don't believe in mandates, but I believe in taking medical advice. Never, ever take medical advice from me. That, that, that would be silly. And I assume you realize that. But if Dr. Fauci says, quote, we're out of the pandemic phase, then we have a right to ask the question, well, how does that practically affect our lives? What does it even mean? And why are we not celebrating? That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.